Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Can I have all y'all stand up? We want to say hello to everybody on our campuses and online. Happy Mother's Day. Can we give all the moms a big hand today? God bless y'all. Uh, there's really not a whole lot we can do uh, to really show how much we appreciate all what moms go through. We're going to talk a little bit about today how they go from brokenness to beauty, uh, the difficult process of being a mom. Um, and uh, we so, so all we do is say thank you. We have some gifts for you in the lobbies and the campuses. And, but we want to tell you we love you. We appreciate you. None of us would be here without a mom. Can I get amen? Amen. amen. Before I pray, I want to um, respond to a survey we took over the last couple of weeks. Um, we're going to start a series called We Need to Talk About It in two weeks from now. We need to talk about it, and we're going to talk about a lot of the stuff that y'all asked about. Uh, but I'm going to start that series with a three mini-week series in that is one of the topics to talk about the Holy Spirit. Um, the only way we're going to deal with the ch rapidly changing world is with the Spirit of God. And so I'm going to be, amen, amen, on social media, on social media, I'm going to be just sending out prayers every day uh, about the Holy Spirit for the next couple of weeks to prepare you for that series, because uh, I believe God's going to do something. He's already been stirring in my heart about that. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do, but I, I pray that you would get those prayers. It's just going to be about a minute prayer or whatever and, and a verse for you to meditate on a day. But I want you to start thinking about the Holy Spirit and what God's doing in your life, what he's doing in the world, and how he's going to guide and direct us through the craziness of what's happening. Amen? Amen. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for all the campuses. Thank you for all the moms. And we pray you bless our service today. Uh, bless what's communicated. May it be an encouragement to everybody. In Jesus' name, amen. Give someone a high five and say hello. So if you have a Bible, turn to Genesis chapter 1. I'm just going to... Uh, before I introduce these wonderful ladies to you, and obviously they're all mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, before I introduce them to you, I just want to spend a few minutes setting this up um, and giving context to what this is about and how this is relevant to what's going on in the world. Um, and I want to start out by defining some terms because whenever you have a discussion with anybody about anything, anytime you have a discussion with any person about anything, it's important for you to understand what terms mean. So I want to talk about man, woman, and mother. Man, woman, and mother. Genesis chapter uh, 126, uh, Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So what I'm going to talk about is something that God did. God created us and he had created us with an intention and a design. It says, God said, let us make man in our image According to our likeness, the hours, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. I want to say male and female. Um, it, there are two genders that God made, male and female. That's it. We don't have, we, we, I, I, I get people feel certain things, but at the end of the day, God said it and that's it. And then he said, he created them, and then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. He says, I'm going to make you male and female compatible so you can be fruitful and multiply. Thus, mothers. I'm going to make you compatible so you can 
multiply and be fruitful, thus you have a mother. And then it says, and you fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Genesis chapter 2, which is another version of the same story, it says that Adam was made first and he couldn't find a, a mate compatible to him. So he looked at all the animals and none of the animals, he wasn't feeling giraffes, he wasn't feeling, uh, you know, uh, gorillas and snakes, whatever. So God put him to sleep and he made woman. He made a man and then he made a woman, separate. And then it says, God said, this is, mo this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Everyone say woman. woman. Say woman. woman. She's a, a human with a womb. A wombed man, a wombed human. And it says, and she was taken from the man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and they shall be, they were both naked and they were not ashamed. God created man and then he created woman and he created them compatible for a specific reason that they would be fruitful and multiply and glorify God on the earth. A man and a woman's marriage to being united as one is a metaphor that God, oh yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know what's happening. You know what's happening. You know what's happening. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I know all you think, what is, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? I'm talking about something the devil don't want us to talk about. That's why he's talking about, okay? A man and a woman, when they come together to be married, it is symbolic of salvation. All throughout the Bible, God is the groom. And his people are his bride. So when God created man and woman, he created them uh, compatible for a specific reason. Number one, that we would see the church and their Savior walking around together. He said when they become fruitful and multiply, they are going to have become one. So when you ask Christ to be your Savior, you become one with God. When a man and woman get married, they become one with each other. That oneness that we enjoy physically is called sex. God created it to be awesome. Can I get amen? Because God wanted you to know that when you are one with him and you enjoy him, it's awesome. And what happens from that union is you have a child. What should happen from your relationship with God is that you have a disciple. And so what you see today in culture is the destruction of the family, biological family, and the spiritual family called the church. It is a spiritual thing what's going on in the country. And so he wants you to know that God created a man and he created a woman to represent him and his church. And united of that is the family of God, the family, biological family to bring kids into the world to glorify and honor God. God created a woman with a womb. A man does not have a womb. A man does not have a pap exam and a woman does not have a prostate exam. A man has an XY chromosome, a woman has an XX chromosome, that's how God made it. And, then, and we go on and on, we're not gonna make this sermon all about that, but the point is, is that God created for a specific reason. But then sin came into the world. And sin messed up and brought pain into the relationship. The whole Bible is God's redemptive story to bring that brokenness into beauty. But look what it says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. To the woman, he said, as a result of the, of the sin, he, he punished man too. But I just want to focus here because I just want to talk about it. I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Can I get amen, ladies? That's on Eve. That's not on us. That's, that's, that's just the result of sin. And it said, your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. When sin came into the world, pain came into the world, and one of the results of that pain is conception, childbirth, and child raising. 
Husbands dealing. You dealing with husbands is what I really meant by that. Um, and so what we're going to talk about today is the process that these ladies have been through uh, in child raising and being a mother. All these are women. All these women had children and children's children. And they're going to talk about some of the brokenness they've been through, but also how God has turned that and is turning that into something beautiful. So let's go th through and we'll start with you, Christina. Just tell a little bit about who you are. Hi, everybody. My name is Christina. I'm Pastor Travis's mother. I have two children. I have a daughter, Rosina, who's 47, and then my son that you all know, Pastor Travis, who's 39. And I'm so blessed by them. I'm also a grandmother of four and a great-grandmother of one. Whenever I think of great-grandmothers, I think of someone, you know, all like this. You look great for a great-grandma. <laughs> Kazel. My check. Okay, there you go. I'm Kazel, and I'm a worship leader here at Rock Church. I am also a stay-at-home mom of two girls. Uh, my oldest being two, she is, her name's Alea Grace, and I have a newborn who was born last month, um, and her name is Riella Moore. Awesome. Happy Mother's Day. My name is Liz Berrigan. I'm married to Danny Berrigan. He's our executive creative director here. I work for Rock Church Español. I have three kids, Zion, Melody, and Destiny, and 16, 20, 22 are their ages. So. Wow, awesome, awesome. <laughs> Good morning. My name is Jessica McMahon. I am the wife of our pastor worship, our pastor, worship pastor here, <laughs> Howard McMahon. I am the homeschool mother of two boys, Nine and six, Caden and Chase. Hey, hey, 9 a.m. My name is Becky, and I am a wife, a mom of two. I have an 11-year-old son and an 8-year-old daughter, and I am one of the pastors here at the church. Amen, amen, amen. So, Christina, we're going to start with you. Uh, the biggest surprise, I mean, you're, you're a mom grandma, great-grandma, the biggest surprise when you, if you can remember when you had your first kids, what was it like, the biggest surprise of being a mom? How hard it would be and how hard it is and was, but also so many blessings come with it as well. What, what's the difference between going from mom to grandma to great-grandma? To keep it very short, I want to say to be a mom is like, Help me, Jesus. To be a grandmother <laughs> is like, thank you, Jesus. And to be a great-grandmother is hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to get to that stage, hallelujah, Jesus, because it ain't coming yet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> how, how about you, Kazel? How biggest surprise? You, you just got, you have two little ones. Yeah, I was going to say the biggest surprise Everything is a surprise with a newborn. Um, a funny story is I remember, I'm going to put my husband on blast real quick. Um, I remember my husband, like right after we gave birth to our firstborn, um, he's on his phone, like on YouTube, looking up videos of like how to swaddle a baby and how to hold a newborn. And it's cute and funny now, but like that's the reality of it. It's like we don't really know what we're doing, honestly, but you kind of learn as you go, I think. 
So you say you don't know what you're doing. So what, what did God teach you in that process? And by the way, um, a lot of y'all aren't moms. A lot of the ladies aren't moms yet. And none of us guys are moms. We're dads. But we're not moms. And there's a difference when you carry someone for 40 weeks in your belly than when you don't. Can I get an amen? Um, and I remember my, my wife, you know, she's, we, we have three kids. But she carried three kids. I did not carry three kids. And I remember, you know, having a baby, I would imagine, here for all that time, you guys are bonded like that. And, and you can feel stuff that they can feel that the dad can't feel. And, and I remember 3 o'clock in the morning, my wife would go, oh, you know, and she would get up. And I'm like, what? They, 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 they just burped. And, and, and my, my, my daughter's like down the hall, around the corner, wrapped up in five blankets and 20 diapers. How did you hear a burp? But, you know, you could hear that. So t t t tell us. Tell us, and so the reason I say that is, fellas, when you hear these principles about what God taught them, what God bring, is bringing them through, you want to apply it to your challenges and whatever they are. So tell me, you said you didn't know what you were doing. So what did God teach you in that moment? I mean, it goes back to that. It's just like humility. Like I think there's this pressure from I, I don't know where to feel like we have it all together um, when the reality is you don't, and I think it's okay to not have it all together. And um, I think also the importance of community. Um, yeah. How many of y'all don't have it together? <laughs> amen, amen. Say, I don't have it together. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Liz, the most joyful thing about being a mom, I'm going to go right to it. Let's get to it. The, the, the thing that was that God did in your life that was the most powerful thing based on your, your, your birth? <sighs> it ended up being joyful. Yes. At first it was a, whoa, it was a shock. I was 19, I'm a teen mom, 19, and full of fear and anxiety. I, um, I almost... Oh, I wanted to abort my son, not more than once. It was a few times. And obviously, God had his way. And he's 22 now. So brokenness and beauty, right? God restores. He heals. And it's by piece by piece, moment by moment. I had to trust him with everything that I had. And... With that, God restored, and he made something that was broken beautiful. In, in that process, when you were going through that decision-making process, were you a believer or not, or were you, or were you walking with God or not, or not walking with God? So I knew God. You I knew just God. didn't walk with him. And how, yeah. did that, how did that struggle change that? Everything. It changed the trajectory of my whole life. I decided to trust God with him and wanted him to have a firm foundation or have it the other way. And I didn't want to do it my way. I want to do it God's way. So, and he's alive. He's well. He's a beautiful, tall son. I love him so much. And he knew I was going to share his story today. So, you know, got permission. <laughs> good, 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 good. Jessica, the biggest, biggest surprise for you, you always want to be a mom because you have a lot of kids. You're one of six. So tell us that story about you looking forward to being a mother. 
Well, I'm one of six, but let's just be, be completely honest here. I knew better than to have more than I could handle. Because <laughs> you didn't want to go through what you were no, going through. No, no, no. So, you know, I had, I'm a planner, so I had it all planned out. I was going to do it right and, you know, have all the things that I needed. And my pregnancy went perfect. It was wonderful. And then I had an emergency C-section. So nothing went as planned after that. I, the first year was beyond challenging for both me and my husband. It was probably the hardest year of our marriage. And it started to get better and we started to adapt. And then God threw another wrench in my plans. I thought I was gonna put my kids in private school. And then he said, no, you're gonna be a stay-at-home mom and you're gonna homeschool your kids. And I'm like, okay. Did you wanna do that? No. Far from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought I was going to do anything like that. And then on top of it, then after that, my kids are homeschooled and, you know, we live in California and it's not easy living here on one income. So mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, Lord, what are you going to do for us to be able to provide for our kids? And then recently he opened up an opportunity for me to teach at my kids' enrichment center. And that is another thing that I said I would never do. So it's just like, I'm done. I'm not planning anything else. Just, just tell me where you want me to go because I'm done. How many, of you, how many of y'all would say that in your life, God has changed your direction? Obviously, let's, let's do this one step at a time. God's changed direction in your life. Can I get amen? I would have never said I was going to be a pastor. I mean, I wasn't even on my radar. I, I, I had no idea what I was going to do. And how many of y'all would say that when God changed the direction of your life, it was always better after you went through it and looked back, it was always better than what you had for you. Can I get amen? So let me try this now. How many of you would say that you had a better idea than God? I just want to look around the room. Anybody? Anybody? How many of you would agree that God always has a better idea than you? Okay. Okay. So, so if we can... If we can Come to that conclusion based on all the years you've been alive. All the years you've been alive, God has always been right. But often we go to him last. We talk to people. We, we look online, we look at, you know, Instagram, instead of going to God in prayer. So I want to encourage you as you're hearing this, you may not be a mom again, but listen, listen to how God is always, I got you, I got you, I'm going to take care of it. That we would take that lesson to you. Becky, your biggest surprise. the comparison trap when I was giving, when we gave birth to my son, we were in a transition period. We are moving from the Bay Area down to San Diego. So my very wise husband said, we need a village. <laughs> we need to be close to our moms. And I was like fighting it because I had my dream job in the Bay. Um, but here we are moving my husband and my brand new newborn into my childhood home, into my old room. And I was like, oh man, I felt like I was going backwards. And on top of that, TMI, but breastfeeding, (laughs) it's hard. It really is. And I felt like my body was failing me so much um, during that process. Okay, breastfeeding is hard. That is a note (laughs) to sell. Noted. (laughs) I won't do it then. We're going to be real today. (laughs) It's an easy thing. Hey, fellas, can I get an amen, fellas? Amen, amen, amen. amen. Hey, let me tell you, I I watched my wife, our first child, uh, no, our third child, uh, 49 hours of labor. Remember that, Deb? 49 hours. And I was like, 
49. That's two days in an hour. And I was like, Lord, I praise you, I thank you, I honor you that I am not a woman. Because I would not want to do that. She's a, women are the most strong people, pound for pound. Come on now. Christina, you've been a mom, grandma, great mom. Get perspective on your, I know you said, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I'm going to heaven, I think. What was the difference between being a mom and then being the grandmom in a practical sense? Well, being a mom, you're busy, you don't have any time for yourself, you want to do everything right, you do a lot of things wrong. But being a grandmother, it's so wonderful. You don't sleep. Then as a grandmother, you get to sleep, and you have so many more wonderful times with your grandchildren that the things you didn't do right, you get to have like an over, you know, mm-hmm. you get to do, have a chance to do it over and even more. And, but it's such a blessing. And now being a great-grandmother, eight months old, to me, Reina, is just... I'm just so thankful I'm alive to see it, number one, to hold her and, uh, and to watch my children be the amazing parents that they are. They are wonderful human beings. They love the Lord. And to watch that generation from generation and how the Lord has answered my prayer, which has always been, Lord, may my children love you with all their heart, soul, and strength. Well, thank you for giving us Travis. I don't know where Travis is at, but can it- can we give, can we give a, um, thanks for for giving a Travis. There he is right there. Look at him, look at him, look at him. Just oh, got his little beard. Come on, man. <laughs> um, how, many of y- how many of y'all in general, people, moms and non-moms, uh, feel like uh, you get a lot wrong in life? Let's, let's try this again. You know, you can raise your hand like real high. Like this is not shame. Like, yeah, I got to... This is like, I'm human. Can I get an amen? How many of y'all feel like yeah, we get it wrong? And, and a lot of times the devil can be in your ear, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And you got to reject that and say, listen, I got Jesus. I'm going to trust God and I'm going to get through this. Um, Liz, tell us about painful part about being a mom. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Um, well, since the abortion wasn't enough, and I'm laughing because because now I can, right? So a few years ago, uh, two of my children got molested from a very close family member. Now you could imagine the devastation the shock, paralyzed, everything. My whole life stopped. Um, (sighs) Luckily, I had Jesus. And I was following him wholeheartedly. (laughs) So I clinged. I clinged to him with whatever I could. Now, I'm Mexican. You could imagine my rage inside and the emotional and the feelings. I'm a mama, mama bear came out, but uh, safety, right? Mama, first safety, protected, speak over them. Truth, fought for them. I believe in them. And so 
that's what happened. But God, God. is so good and so gracious. Amen. <laughs> um, that he turned it over. I mean, he just made, again, my brokenness into a beautiful thing. Of course, the girls had to get therapy, all that stuff. But in the midst of all that, like, God was so good. People were praying for me. I was in a community. Uh, When I couldn't lift my hands, people did. And I felt the Lord. So now if you, I'm here today saying my stories because I know someone here needs a breakthrough and someone needs to hear this. That it's okay what you went through. God's got you. Be real with him and do something about it, right? Don't stay there. So I didn't stay there in my bubble. I could have just stayed in my sorrow, in my pain, but I give it to the Lord. I got freed from a lot of things. still in a process because it doesn't go away, but it gets better. So you don't stay there. There's a process. And so please like reach out to someone. I know we have resources here. There's people here to pray for you, but also like therapy and all that helps, big believer. Um, so yeah, and my girls, 22, I said girls, sorry. They're not here to this service, <laughs> but 22 and 16, and they're amazing and I'm so proud of them. So proud Amen. of them. So we have a, um, and we're going to have a time of prayer at the end if God, if if you want us to reach out to you or you want to help us, help you walk through that, we'll have prayer at the end. But um, we're going to have two young people come up right now, uh, Kehlani and Carter, and they're going to read something to us. Uh, Here they come. Let's give them a big hand. They come on out. They, they have a special poem that they're going to read to all the moms here. And so hopefully it will bless y'all. Today, we honor all the women whose lives and stories will impact generations. Mothers of all kind, we see you and celebrate you. To the women who relate with Rachel, Sarah, and Elizabeth, whose gift of motherhood was their greatest joy and their hardest task, God brings beauty out of all brokenness. To the women who relate with Hannah, who contended desperately for a child. God is near to the brokenhearted, and he understands you when you are misunderstood. To the women who relate with Moses' birth mother and Pharaoh's daughter, you understand the sacrifice and the reward of adoption. Your selflessness will impact generations. To the women who relate with Deborah, Joanna, and Phoebe, whose work is recorded but status of motherhood is unknown. Thank you for working and taking care of your family. Every calling is different, and every calling is beautiful. To the women who relate with Naomi, who's forced to bury her children way too early, God sees you, he hears you, and he loves you. To the women who relate with Mary Magdalene, whose testimony birthed the church, spiritual mothers, you are advancing the kingdom right here, right now. To the women who relate with Mary, the teenager who said yes to God's miracle in the face of uncertainty and judgment, your life will be a testimony of God's faithfulness. And to the children who relate with Dinah and Joseph, who buried their mother Rachel and left her grief behind. God is with you in your grief. May you feel his comfort and hope today. 
To all the women listening, may you experience an unshakable confidence in knowing that God has equipped you and called you to pour into the next generation. You lead fearlessly as you follow him faithfully. Mothers Mothers of all all kinds, we we see you and celebrate you. As we close out, we want to give you an opportunity to bring all this down to the the bottom line is how is God ministering to you as a mom, as a son, a dad, a daughter, whoever. Because at the end of the day, our interactions with God, all of our interactions with God are messages and um, bring messages and enlightenment to our relationship with God for everybody. Whether you're seeing what God's doing in a son or a daughter, there's a lesson for you. And I, I'm going to ask Becky one last question, and she's going to bring this home for us. Um, the most amazing thing about moms, you have a great story, and I, and I want you to share that with us and tell us what we can do. So that little guy's my son, so I was like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first time the nurse put him on my chest and I became a mom, there was this instant feeling of I need to do everything in my power to protect this little, this little guy. It's true that when you become a parent, it's like a little piece of your heart is running around outside your body. And it's a, it's a little scary to be honest. I, I remember watching him sleep, like <laughs> make sure he was still breathing. So it is a humbling experience as a mother to know in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son to feel, to experience just a small piece of what it feels like to, to have that deep, that wide level of love, that God loves you, he loves me that much that he would make that sacrifice for us. As we heard some of these difficult motherhood stories today and how God turned it into something beautiful, I wanna help remind you that there is good news. The good news is that God became man in Jesus Christ. That's right, he lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died in our place. Three days later, he rose again, proving that he is the son of God, offering the gift of salvation and forgiveness to anyone who believes in him. So family, if you relate to any of these stories today, if you find your place, moms, maybe you've just lost your mom recently, maybe you will meet your daughter, your son for the first time in heaven. Maybe you find your place yourself in a place of sorrow and pain. God wants to meet you there. He gave of his son so that we could have life. And he's calling on you. He wants us to just come near. He's already forgiven. If there's something in your heart, moms, I wanna tell you this right now. If there is something on your heart right now that you feel shame over, our kids do not need perfection. All they need is real and a mom who is devoted to Jesus. To the sons, the daughters, the dads who are here right now because there's a mom who like dragged you here. 
wherever your relationship is right now, I want to tell you, they love you deeply. They are fighting, contending for your relationship with Jesus. So take this time right now. In a moment, I'm going to do a prayer of surrender so that we can choose Jesus today. Let's take the time. Let's bow our heads, church. If that's you, if you feel that calling on your heart to choose Jesus, or maybe you've known him, but you're distant, and and today you want to draw close, in the quietness of your heart, say this prayer. Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. I repent of trying to do it my way. I believe Jesus sacrificed himself for me. I commit to following you, Jesus, for all my days. Holy Spirit, fall fresh, fall new on all those hearts that have felt burdened, on all those hearts that have felt like this is too much, I'm ready, this is enough. Fall fresh on us. And while our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, I wanna ask you, if you made that prayer, if you committed your heart to Jesus right now, I'm gonna ask you to do a brave thing. On the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to stand to your feet for Jesus. Are you ready, family? One, two, three, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. I'm gonna ask you family, hey fam, can we celebrate this? Because they're celebrating in heaven right now. If you're standing, would you guys do me a favor? Would you come forward? We wanna celebrate with you, we wanna pray with you. Our prayer warriors are gonna come and just connect with you. Come forward, we're gonna actually continue our time of worship. So come and receive, we wanna celebrate. Come on family, let's keep on praying, let's keep that clap going. How are you? God bless you.